RFM, uh, we've waited for quite a while trying to get every other person in. Uh, the complaint of network has been really on widespread. And I can understand perfectly because um, it's a similar issue we face with um, with our nation and our understanding of how things should be done. I'm sure that um, we're not very familiar with um, everything being clear. We are not, we're not so good with um, everything being easy. Probably that's why it's hard out here to get a good network, okay? Um, for the sake of this conversation, we are going to do quite much in trying to introduce ourselves, okay? Just so that we can really understand who we are and what we are after, okay? Um, due to the fact that some people are absent, um, we are going to ensure that um, we open up the floor for everyone who's just coming to introduce themselves. That when, when, one, when one person is done talking, okay? Uh, today edition is um, Nigeria Decides 2023, Vote Not Fight. Now, this particular episode is sponsored by SOH Foundation. And this is because um, with everything that we stand for and the fact that we all have interests, we all trying to pursue something quite important it is also good to understand that as young people, being the fact that we have actually uh, taken this particular election to the next level. So it's looking more like a young people thing. It's looking like more like a young people event. And because of that, um, we also understand that we are also the young people are the leaders of tomorrow. We are leaders of tomorrow, okay? If um, anyone is listening that is old will understand that there will be no better time to talk to the young people and tell them that uh, time has passed when you fight and kill yourself and you're not even sure of what tomorrow would be. And we also understand that because of the pressure, okay, for good governance and leadership, we no longer understand uh, what it takes to recoordinate ourselves. We no longer understand what it takes to remain as a family. Now, before we start up this conversation and open the floor for everyone to speak, uh, let's be guided by the things we say, mainly because a, a charity organization is like a mother. Um, you have three, three, four children who are supporting different parties. You, you are not supposed to pick a favorite there. Despite the fact that you know where you want to vote, you know what your interests are, you still would ensure that you have your children in place. You have your people, you have your family put together. You can always teach them that politics is like a game of soccer. When the people on the pitch are done playing football, um, whoever wins, well, that's the case. At the end of the day, everybody shake hands and probably go to drink and party afterwards. That's because it's a game. One team would lose, one is going to win. At the end of the day, you're not going to kill yourselves on the pitch. You're not going to make enemies out of the next person because you're still going to play the next game. And let us also understand that there's also openings for movement. Just like we use soccer still, for example, footballers play for one club and then they switch to the other, probably due to their transfers. If they make enemies out of themselves, there will be no future for the next man to make more. If we continue to destroy families with our interest in politics, if we continue to misunderstand the attributes of good leadership, if we, if we fail to adhere 
to the future in front of us, knowing for a fact that whatever it is you pursue is to your interest and to your interest alone, but family and friendship would remain. If we shut our eyes to all of these as a foundation, it will come back to haunt us. There are too many people we want in this family to make things happen. And we want to make it ease. And because we stand for, a, stand for humanity and a great nation, this is one thing to do. This is one important aspect to go with. Just so you know, everything you say here is streamed out on the radio and you are being listened to by people all over the world outside Twitter space. And that's the reason why we want your conversations to be uniform, well arranged, because all we're doing right here today is to push out guidance, point out the issues, like a mother would constructively condemn the things that a child does without hurting the emotion of the child. Now, it's the same thing we're trying to do here. I know that in course of you trying to drive your conversation, you're probably going to condemn one or two things happening within the nation. You can do that constructively without pointing fingers or calling names. All we're trying to do here is teach and pass this information to the right sources, to the people, just so that we get things right. So I'm going to open the floor right now for introduction. But first of all, I'm CSM Williams, the Radio Apprentice. I'm representing Orville Radio in this particular event. So please, when I hand you the mic, please accept the microphone because we're now in an introductory session. Okay, um, Alex, you already have a mic. Can you introduce yourself, please? Good evening, everyone. Uh, I'm excited to be here. My name is um, Alex Igwe Onyechi. I'm a member of Sanctuary of Hope Foundation. Uh, I'm also uh, an environmental analyst as well. Um, it's a pleasure to, to be here to be you guys. Thank you. Okay, you're very much welcome, Alex. Uh, before we try to question your views, um, we'll appeal to the rest of the others who have sent the microphone to, to please accept the mic. And if you've not received it because of the network glitch, please, you can request the mic and I will be so willing to send you to open up the floor for you to speak. So before we all accept the microphone to introduce ourselves, um, Alex, we want you to make an introductory speech to this, okay? What message generally are you willing to accept during this election? Um, well, uh, our message has always been simple. We want free and fair play. We want um, all inclusive, uh, you know, activities. We want everybody to, you know, be able to understand the process. You know, like carrying carrying everybody along. We are we are. Um, our role in our in our private space. We've been advising people um, as, as also a member of the civil society. We'll also be advising um, government bodies, especially INEC. They they are the ones with the with the highest responsibility as it concerns the election. You know because they have they have all roles to play. They can determine if if you know if it goes. Um, if it goes any other way, but we are hoping for a peaceful and you know that's what we're calling we're calling up. You know they they have the they have all it takes to make it as peaceful as possible. So so that's what we've been doing. That's what we've been doing, and that's what that's what that's what we 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 want to you know that's the kind of statement we want to hear. Okay, um, Alex, that's that's important to know that um, you have been trying to pursue this particular aspect of the election for a while which is quite acceptable by everyone. Um, please, if I have sent you the mic, this is supposed to be an um, 
interactive session. Okay, um, if I've sent you the mic, please accept the microphone. Your views would also help us contribute um, and help us discuss further. Um, the issue of um, vote not fight is not uh, something that one person sits back to analyze. We can actually point out everything that's happening in and outside the nation. Uh, the argument, the disagreements, the misunderstandings, the fights, uh, that really goes out wild sometimes and things really go bad. It hurts a lot of people. Families are hurt, relationships are hurt, friendships are hurt. But then we also look at the elderlies. How are politics being played on their side? If you're within the nation, you understand that people uh, find it very easy to swap their political parties. And so it's quite easy now to see that this whole disagreements and misunderstandings are, is like a weapon being placed on the young people. It's like a weapon being used against the young people. Like the young people use the same weapon against themselves. Because if one man can come up and shout, and afterwards he still moves his camp to the next camp where he's been screaming, it means that there's a whole lot to learn. As a matter of fact, our learning is not supposed to be very far. People are not supposed to learn from a distance because the people who are actually teaching are the people we know. They say, learn from the elders. We have been told to learn from our elders. In Africa, precisely where it's happening, we have been told to follow the culture. Now, the people who have built this culture are still the people we respect, the elderly. And then we have refused to learn everything from them. So we, we, are, we are learning selectively. We're learning the part where we don't find it quite interesting, but we think that because we have energy and we're strong, we can do anything that we like to do, which includes hurting ourselves, not just physically, but emotionally. Because whatever happens between one man to the other, it's like it's a huge disaster that should be stopped. And as an organization, the best that we can do is to ensure that it never happens. These are conversations that ordinarily people don't want to have. Anybody would say that, as a matter of fact, we shouldn't even be, we shouldn't, we shouldn't get ourselves into it because we are scared that members supporting different parties are going to come up to disagree and then fight. But no, as an organization, I'm happy that we really understand that our differences are to be well respected. And for that reason, we are also supposed to put out as much to ensure that the people really understand how things should be done. Okay, and that's the reason why I said that um, this is supposed to be an interactive session and not a one-person thing, because um, I'm sure that if we wanted to listen to um, some kind of motivational speech or something that's written to be read out in front of a TV, who would have been listening to, you have been watching the TV to do that or listening to the radio without being present. So please, that is, is the re that's the reason why it's meant to be an interactive session. But before we actually put our minds together to join the conversation, Alex, I'm still going to drag you back into this. With everything happening, okay, let's boil it down to siblings. Let's use the, the, the the aspect of siblings, for example, how would you tell your sibling to coordinate themselves and also support the party where they belong to without having to pull a string that would hurt your relationship with them? Knowing for a fact that your sibling or your 
closest friend in supporting a party that you that you feel is the amalgam of our time. Okay, that is how worse it can be in your mind. Is is there a way you can actually get them to be on your side without having to um, lose that amazing relationship you have with them? Alex, let's get your view. You know, I think it's difficult for us to remove um, sentiments, you know, and um, people's uh, mental capacity. Uh, I would say, in my own opinion, that um, we are all product. We are all product of our exposure, our experiences. Okay, uh, you know, these these are, these are what I try to explain to people. You know, I I would take us a bit. You know outside the conversation just a bit you know i tell somebody that when you discriminate against one another okay you have no idea what you're doing because it's it's not the person it's not i tell people if you can choose where you can come in to this world you know what i mean like if there was if there was a space where you were asked so where do you want to go and then you say i want to go to nigeria they say okay so what part of what tribe do you want to belong you know there was this story about uh, a, a woman giving birth to twins in a hospital. And then, you know, in this labor room, there was just a very short story. I'll just make it very brief. There was a, a, a mistake from the nurse of like an exchange of baby or thereabout. And they were twins. And she gave, there was a, another woman that had twins as well. So there was a mixture of the babies because they had, you know, there were like four babies at the same time. So these children grew up and then... Uh, one was the Muslim family and the other one was a Christian family. So this one, all her life, she's been raised in a Christian home and all the, the other person have been raised in a Muslim home. She loved her parents, she loved the culture, she loved the people around them. And then at the age of about 40 or thereabout, you know, only for them to find out that her original parents are, are the Christians. And, uh, and, and it was painful because she was already built to have this, you know, they were not among these ones that were very... Uh, exposed to that level of, you know, there were these people that had uh, a discriminatory attitude against, uh, you know, a different religion. So finding out that her real parents were, you know, on the other side. So it, it taught a lesson that you see, it's not because of, it's not, it's just where you find yourself at that point. So so that's just it. So if you have that understanding, you, you will be able to accommodate people's views. You know, everybody's coming from a different, you ask yourself, because sometimes it becomes um, it becomes um, funny when you see somebody support a candidate, and then you get annoyed. You be like, how, "How do you?" So sometimes you you make insulting statements. You be like, "How do you think? Why will you have to support this person?" But you you may not understand where the person is coming from. So if you have this deep knowledge of it is not their fault, just because they were you know they were exposed to that certain kind of environment, you be able to. Act You'll be able to be lenient with your words, be res, you know, respectful with your words, and you know, be able to know where this person's ideology is coming from, and then encourage the person to come out of it. And that's the best way to, like you asked, to con- to convince somebody to support your own candidate without any fight. Okay, so you're not going to fight anybody. You just have to explain. So it's how you must have. Uh, a productive conversation it has to be intelligent. You're trying to convince the person at the same time, not trying to show the person that you're supporting this person makes you less of a human being or something. So that's just it's just about strategy. 
I was telling a friend of mine that in, in support of these candidates, we all know that it is, it is a fact, okay, that not everybody likes you, okay? So not everybody likes you. So I told him that, do you know that when someone comes out publicly um, support a candidate and you're excited that the person has come out publicly, but remember that you know that not everybody likes, you know, as a human being, you know, it's a fact that you're not liked by everybody. So do you know that just as you're excited that this person have a good influence over people, and then people may tend to, you know, uh, start seeing business with the person to have a common understanding and support the same candidate. The the person coming out has also made, there are some people that will be like, I don't have anything against your candidate, but because this person is supporting this candidate, I wouldn't support them. I hope that you understand what I'm saying. But if the person didn't come out, to say anything maybe the person would have had people following them but just because people don't like you for no just reason and then you come and support somebody nobody say no so how you convince that kind of person is only for somebody that will be neutral you know when i mean neutral is of course you have a candidate in mind but you don't need to put in upon somebody you don't need to force people to support you don't need to like you know because that alone you're already creating, and and that's and I know deep inside anybody's heart, that's not your goal. For every candidate, you want people, you want people to come. So how do you get people to come? You must present yourself as a very neutral body. That's first. And secondly, I think that reputation has a play. Okay, reputation has a play. You know, Nigeria, we have uh, some certain kind of ideology. So there are some certain people. For instance, if I'm neutral and then I don't have any candidate in mind. Because Nigeria knows how to profile people and then they judge people a lot by their by their you know by their appearance a lot. This is how this is more like a cultural thing. It's difficult for uh, an average Nigerian do, does this. So if you look at somebody, you know what I mean, and then the person doesn't you know give an appealing uh, representation. Okay, the person has a very bad profile, has a very bad reputation. It can have an effect on the candidate as well, whoever the person is supporting. So these will cause rancor, this will cause fight, this will cause arguments, this will cause so for me, these are just the ideas, these are these are the things that you know in interacting with people I've been able to discover and find out. So uh, uh on the summary, it's best for us to really understand people, understand that it's not everybody must not uh support. A particular candidate okay so if that is the case because we are really sad we are really sad at what is going on it is really painful that in this century in this in this year people are still having elections and then people are still fighting even getting um they're getting reports about attacks and um, people are getting injured and then how how did it get to this point because some of the time it's not being orchestrated by anything just because you're angry that these people are supporting. But yeah, that's that's the idea. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of the competition. So, so you know, it's difficult. That it's so sad that we are in this unfortunate situation, and that not everybody can be can be brought on board. But like we said, we are not relenting. We're still doing what we have to do to bring everyone to a, you know common understanding. You know, so that we can live in a peaceful and a more secure environment. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, thank you, Alex, for that one. Um, but the truth is, I think everyone, everyone's um, 
interest is quite unique as it is. Before I get back to you with certain questions I have with what, from what you've said, because I have some disagreements with how you've said them, I'm going to bring in more. Okay, while we're giving Morayo a minute, um, if you're just coming in, please request the mic. would like you to introduce yourself. This is a family, and so we just want to know the people we're here with and also understand their views. You can also ask questions where possible because um, this is actually supposed to be an interactive session and we intend to interact to the fullest, okay? We're, we're supposed to be meant to ask questions and also seek counsel, right? We're going to hand Mariah back the mic so that she can continue where she stopped. Mariah, you have the floor. You were trying to convince us, uh, you were trying to let us know how best to convince someone else to vote where you want without staring waters or hurting their emotions. Okay, thank you. So if I am to convince someone to vote a right decision without staring up any um, quarrels or misunderstanding, I'll start from the state of security in the country right now. So if I'm going to talk to someone from the north, yeah, which I know, of course, would probably want to vote um, someone that is of his um, tribal I would say, let's look at the state of security in the North right now. The high rate of kidnapping and killing in the North is crazy. Yeah? And these are done by the bandits. And they are believed to also be of the same tribal tribe, tribe with them, the same ethnic group with them. And yet, they kidnap them, they kill them brutally, they do all sorts of manner of things. So if... I am talking to someone who wants to vote to some to afford the candidate due to um, ethnic group. I'm going to say right now, with the state which Nigeria is, yeah, as much as you want to form, or oh, this is my brother, this is my sister, it doesn't help right now because they don't care if you are Hausa, Yoruba, or Igbo. A policeman will shoot at you without asking you where you're from or what tribe are you. A, a kidnapper would kidnap you on the highway without knowing what tribe or what religion you are practicing. An amoba will bump into your house, rape or steal whatever it is he can without asking you. So I am going to use the state of security in the country right now as a case to convince people to keep aside sentiments of religion and tribalism and do what is right without staring any... Um, offense or any misunderstanding. When you go to the north, it's a case of, um, I mean, lately, I would say the incident of Boko Haram has reduced, yeah, but there's so much bandits going on, so much um, people bugging into their houses. Then when you come down to, the, to Lagos, there's also a lot going on, police brutality and all of that. So, I'll say my major argument or my major plea if I want to talk to someone without staring up any incident would I just come into this security um, problems right now in Nigeria. All right, uh, Murayo, thank you very much for your contribution. Um, this is you saying that uh, we have to cite facts, okay? Um, but then we also know that people know that these things happen, Okay. Uh, the people we're arguing with, the people we're quarreling with, the people that wouldn't let us sleep, um, 
also know that there are problems. And despite that, they still decide on what they want to do. But still yet, uh, the intention, the clearest intention that we have is to ensure that everyone um, is managed to a point where we preserve relationships even after election. Thank you very much for your contribution, Mario. You're welcome. Okay, now you can mute your mic. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Step, I'm going to hand over the mic to you right now. I'm going to open the floor for you. So you can start up with your introduction. Uh, you, you were not here when we started, so I'm going to put out a little bit of a disclaimer, okay? Uh, we're trying as much as we can not to poke fingers, okay? We want to teach more than we argue over certain issues or point fingers. Uh, we can condemn, but we have to do that constructively, just like a mother would do to her children. We want to understand that uh, despite the fact that we cannot see our faces right now, uh, we are supporting different people from different backgrounds, and we actually know what's, what it is that we're looking out for. And so we're trying not to throw abuses or insults or look down on anyone because of their choice. With that being said, uh, Mr. Step, I'm going to open the floor for you right now. Thank you very much for coming. All right, um, thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Stepney. I am a medical practitioner and I stay in Abuja. Um, also want to just start by saying this is a um, wonderful initiative and I must commend um, you for hosting and having us here. Um, so for me, I would just piggyback a little bit on what um, the previous speaker said concerning um, insecurity. So I look at it this way, they are, it gets to a point in time when um, like a country needs to really look inwards, you know, introspect and then think, plan and reason and take a decision on where we would want to take the country to. Um, I also feel that one of the things that has been a very great disservice to us is the fact that a lot of us don't have the sense of patriotism um, with, uh, in, in the country. So um, we unfortunately don't really do things to better the country. We usually do things to better ourselves. Now, as regards this um, election, we have gotten to a point where our backs have been pushed against the wall. And the only thing we can do is, is to push back. And the only way we can push back um, in a civil manner is uh, with our permanent voter's card. So how am I going to advise somebody or how am I going to um, convince someone to go and vote? So we look at all the um, things going on in the country, the economy, um, security challenges, um, just the, everything going going wrong in the country and unfortunately the only way we can affect any form of change now is by voting we have um, a very wonderful electoral act in place which for the first time is supposed to give the voters the real voice and the real choice and the real power to choose who they want to who they would want to choose. So um, I would advise anybody to just look at look at their lives now um, and compare what their lives now is to what it was 8, 10, 15 years ago. And also I would advise anybody who wants to vote and who would think of selling their votes to know that even if you get paid 50,000 naira for a vote, that 50,000 naira cannot last it for eight years. Or electing a very good leader with good policies it can do things that will change your life forever. 
And also for those people who, who think that, well, politics is not really their thing, they don't really care who who gets into power, I would also like to let them know that, unfortunately, at the moment, we've not gotten to a point where we can completely devoid ourselves of politics. Because um, a policy by somebody in power can destroy anything you're doing, whether in the private sector or in the public sector. So we need to look at all these things. We need to really introvert and look inwards and know that for the first time in a very long time, we actually have the power to elect who we feel is going to move us from where we are now to hopefully the pathway of of, of um, greatness or hopefully a pathway of more positive outcomes. So the security problems, the economic problems, the highly divisive um, states in which we are now, we need somebody who is going to come and try and level this playing ground. So um, this election really is probably the most important election we've ever had. Uh, personally, I would say after 2015, this is the next most important election we've ever had. So um, everybody needs to take the election as seriously as possible because we are literally fighting for the soul of the country. And we need to win this battle because at the end of the day, we are young people. We are going to spend the rest of our lives or the most part of our lives in this country. We need to look our kids in the face and say, at this point in time, I stood up and I showed up and I fought for the benefit of this country. So uh, I just hope everybody um, understands that we are fighting for the soul and for the life of this country. And we have the power in our hands this time around. And we need to make sure we use that power for positive outcomes. Thank you. Okay, uh, Mr. Steph, you just hang on because uh, I want to put out a few questions to you based on what you said. From everything you said, I'm sure that is what the people who argue and want to quarrel and fight over uh, who's going to vote and where, that is what they are citing. There's no place you go to right now uh, that you don't see people arguing about uh, how bad the nation is and how blind the next man is to see. Now, the argument is the same everywhere. There's no corner where you have this conversation about the state of the nation that no, nobody is saying everything that we're saying right now. As a matter of fact, we have not yet said anything good about the nation yet. There's nothing wonderful about it. Uh, outside the fact that we're breathing, okay? We're breathing and we're surviving. Okay, that's wonderful. And it's also enough reason for people to be frustrated, depressed. And when someone is frustrated, what they do, right? What they do at that point in time uh, can be blamed on the situation at hand, but it cannot totally be blamed on the situation at hand when they get to court or get arrested, okay? These are factors that we have in place that also pops up question. So, Mr. Steph, now this question comes in handy, okay? Despite the fact that we're trying to fix a nation, argue and fight, what is the benefit of preserving relationship? Because I have seen family members fight and quarrel. I have seen family members go all brutal. We have watched news where family members are actually hurting each other badly. Now, the person who gets to suffer the bronze is their mother most of the times, their family members most of the time. We have seen friendships break, break to pieces, not even break during the match because 
always, we always want to relate politics with football match. You play the game. At the time you're playing the game, you're playing the game straight up. When the match is over, everybody's happy and you go back to your place of rest. But in this part of the world, we play the game and even after the game, we're hurting each other because we have broken trust, broken relationship. Now, what is the most important thing in keeping relationship? Why should we ensure that despite the depression and the frustration we're facing right now, despite the fact that the person in front of us is not giving us a heads up to help us achieve what we want to achieve, okay, that is one person's point of view. Despite that is happening and that's enough to boost your frustration, what is, the, what is most important in keeping relationships? What is the benefit of preserving friendship? Steph, you have the floor. All right, thanks so much for that question. So um, I think what we need to know is in this particular season, the politicians are all friends. So um, the electorate and their supporters need to get that noted for, for starters that these politicians are all friends. They hang around, they talk to them. So let me give an example. When the, um, Buhari's son was getting married, Atiku was the father of the day. So it was Atiku that actually handed over Buhari's son to his to his bride then. You know, these guys are all are at that level, at the level of the elite. They're all friends. They talk to themselves. They play around and all that. So the our the voters and the supporters need to get to a point where they understand that, yes, unfortunately, um, politics and politicking in this country is extremely competitive just because we have a winner's take-it-all um, system where whoever wins any um, election takes every single thing and the person who loses doesn't go on anything. So in a situation where you're competing for 100% or 0%, then that competition is going to be very steep. It could be bloody, it could be violent, and that's what we are going through now. So how that will change is when we get to a position where election and, and electioneering isn't a winner's take all thing. Election, election and electioneering is seen as you actually begging for a job to serve. And that would boil down to having very good leadership. Because until that happens, you will still keep having family members fighting themselves. This person is in this party, this person is in that party, taking it so personal. Because you know that if my party person wins, I win everything. If my party, if my party person loses, I lose everything. And unfortunately, we are a very competitive um, set of, 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 of human beings, generally. Human, humans are competitive, naturally, you know. And when a competition is not a win or lose thing, people end up doing everything they can to make sure they don't end up on the losing side. But the first thing to do is to try and educate these people that, listen, these guys you are fighting for and killing yourselves over and breaking families. At the end of every election season, Atiku and uh, Asiwaju and Peter Obia and Kwan Kwasa and the rest of them, they will sit down and discuss. They will talk and discuss. They will find a way and settle themselves. Meanwhile, those of us here with broken bridges, we, we fight ourselves to a point where it's very difficult to mend this these these um fences so we need to start by letting ourselves know that listen in this process you are con you're, you are conversing for somebody who you think is going to going to 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 do good for your country whether you're correct or not you, you're conversing for converse for that person based on facts converse for that person based on what you know this person can provide for you you know 
And we should also try as much as possible to inform ourselves that this is not war. This this elections will always come and go. Every eight years you have an election, no matter what happens. But if you lose your life, that's that's the end of it. Until we try and start convincing ourselves that way, it's going to be very difficult to stop how competitive elections are. And the other thing I spoke about leadership, until we elect a leader who makes us understand I am here to serve. And if I don't serve you, you can kick me out. People will still it will still be a winner's take all thing. And it's difficult for people to understand the the the, the, uh, the basis of what um, electioneering is about. That's what I think. Okay, Steps, thank you very much. Thank you very much for that one. Uh, we're going to spend the next 10 minutes, okay, of our time um, trying to look into the importance of preserving friendship and relationship, family ties and uh, uh, friendship ties. We're going to look into the importance of preserving these relationships. Because they said, if you cannot beat it from the left, you can actually try to beat it from the right. Um, we can always talk. Uh, we can try to persuade and encourage people to do the right thing. But the right thing is still dependent on the interest of the next man and how they've been um, pressed and operated to behave. Okay, uh, We spoke about uh, how it's either religion or uh, ethnicity or poverty. Okay? And you can tell the next man, okay, um, if you do this for me, that's a proof of loyalty. And you also highlighted something which we've actually poked on before, which is uh, the area where he said that um, this, the older men actually come back together to enjoy themselves, have a meeting, and talk. And just like we started earlier when we said that our lessons are not far-fetched, it's just close to us here. They say, learn from the elders. We are not actually looking at our elders very well to learn from them because whatever it is they do in front of us is not really what they do behind us. And we are at the age and time when we can actually see what they do, even while we're sitting down. At least we have our cell phones. So people record and then we get to see what's happening. But still yet, we don't pay attention because we think that the best way to show loyalty is by being aggressive and using our youthful energy to destroy the lives uh, of the of other young people, okay, like us. So that is where we're going to stress in the next ten minutes the important re- the, the 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 important aspect of preserving relationships. Alex, I'm going to roll the mic back back to you right now. Uh, what do you think is uh, the the importance of preserving relationship? Why should we ensure that our friendships are intact, our families are intact, even during and after the elections? Um, all right. Thank you uh, very much for that question. Um, for me, relationship is everything, okay? Um, in fact, when people talk about family and then you talk about the importance of family, the main content there they're referring to is the relationship. You know, it's very important that no matter what you do in life, it shouldn't affect the relationship you keep with people because... Um, Relationship is something that you need to go on with life. It's just as much as you le- you need your air to breathe because nobody can live on this earth alone. You, you, you get what I mean? You can't live on your own no matter how you try. You must engage with people. So it depends on your definition of that relationship. You know, relationship they're talking about. But I'm saying relationship as uh, as a broad 
in a broad shell. We need it for our daily activities, okay? For me, I take relationship as a form of currency as well because I use relationship to buy things, to purchase things, to get things done, you know. So if people understand the value and the concept of relationship, they won't want to destroy it or want to have anything to affect it negatively because of elections. Because like you said, you rightly said, uh, when Dr. Stepney was talking, that election comes and go. But relationship is something that is consistent, even though at, at every point in your life, as we grow in life, some relationships are like seasonal. Some relationships are, are, are come to us for a particular purpose, just like the, the, the woman you meet in the market, your, you know, those relationships are like temporary, temporary, but you must establish a relationship to be able to transact. Imagine a place where nobody wants to have a relationship with you. In, in the real sense, nobody wants to sell to you. Nobody wants to buy from you. Nobody wants to... You, you can't live in a world like that. You can't, okay? You will need people to be able to survive. So relationship is key for me, and nothing should affect it. So relationship should be uh, superior to anything, Okay. It's superior to anything. There are things that relationship can get you that, you know, you don't need. Uh, I was reading a book sometime and uh, somebody was saying, if you uh, if you use money to buy everything, it's trouble. You know what I mean? Like, it means that you're in a mess. There are some things that you, you don't need uh, money to buy because money is not the only currency. It's not the only uh, thing that you can use to transact. Relationship does. And I, I think each and every one of us can attest to that. There are things you do. You call your mom, help me do this. You call your brother, you call your sister, you call your friend. You tell them to do this. You know, they do that. And then what about the things that money can buy? What about the emotional stability it brings as well? You see? So that is very key and very important as well for, for us to have a good our, our, our stable mental health and also, you know, a good sense of belonging in the society. Relationship with people matters. So that should not be destroyed by anything, okay? So I encourage people to have discussions. There's no problem to have um, election conversations. Have uh, different candidates. It is beautiful. Everybody can support. I keep making that emphasis. Everyone can support one person. So you need to understand that people's views should be respected, okay? Why they support the candidate is a reason best known to them. So if you want to have, so if you want to convince them to come join you, it must be, it must be, now it's a case of a businessman and a customer. They say the customer is always right. So you should know that in the process of convincing anything, that, that person is like an act to you. The person should be treated you know, we respect and polite and politely. Even though the person cannot come to your camp, you can't convince anybody like that by disrespecting people, by arguing, by fighting. And so, no, but you only make them detest your candidate the more. So, you see, if you look at it on the long scale, it doesn't get us anywhere. So, we emphasize on peace, okay? Okay, we need peace in society and we need a secure environment. Thank you. Uh, Alex, thank you very much. Okay, you were trying, to, you you kicked us off the rail, but we're back in. We're back in now. Uh, Morayo, I hope you're there because this is for you. Why should you not allow politics or electioneering yeah. affect your relationship at all with people? Okay, your relationship with family, relationship with friends. 
why is it why why what's the reason why you're never going to let politics affect your friendship or your family ties you have the floor um okay thank you for the question um, so before I answer the question, yeah, there's something I always used to say whenever I found myself talking to someone about politics or about the current state in which Nigeria is here. Yeah. I say, you do not know how bad it is until it happens to you or someone you know. Yeah, in as much as we, the um, citizens of Nigeria, are looking forward to our government doing things right or taking the country to the right place, I think we also need ourselves. You okay, guys, so it's for me it's important to keep the relationship between friends, family, neighbors, colleagues at work, wherever place between ourselves before and after the election. Because trust me, once these big men have won the election and they're there in the office, they're going to do as much as they can. You get they're going to do what they can. So it's left for us to be there for ourselves. It's like we're all we we we're all we've got. Because for instance, for instance, Buhari, let me use the present president as an example. He's there in his office, yeah. And you are in your neighborhood and the next door neighbor's house is burning or the, the next door's neighbor's house is under attack. You're not going to wait for the government to come down, to come and rescue them. So it's your next door neighbor is the first person that can come to your rescue. So if you don't have a good relationship, how is that going to work? So, yeah, I'm going to be like very big on keeping a, a good relationship with everybody before and after the election because you never can know where... Um, this next election is going to take us to. It might turn out positive. If things go south, God forbid, if things go south, all these big men will be nowhere to be found. Their family members will be nowhere to be found. Their kids will be nowhere to be found. So we're left with ourselves. So I think it's very important that we maintain the good relationship before and after the election because we're all we've got, really. Thank you. Thank you, Morayo. Uh, and to straighten it up, uh, this issue doesn't—it's not the, the rain is not falling on the roof of uh, the the other people who are not big. Okay, even the people who are big as uh, are also suffering the same thing. As a matter of fact, theirs is even worse because you can imagine a family, a wealthy family, and the argument that goes right inside. And because of they have because they have a lot of money and they have wealth. Their fights are always different. And yes, they always employ the services of other people who are not as wealthy as them to fight. But the truth remains that uh, as long as we're in this, this rain is falling on everyone's roof, whether wealthy or not wealthy. Because uh, in this nation, yeah. if you're wealthy, you want to maintain wealth. And sometimes politics helps you keep that up. So if you're choosing a political party because you think that, okay, after the elections, you're going to gain contracts and gain jobs, and then your other family member is saying, no, I'm friends with the other person, and so uh, we have to argue this. Now, the truth remains that um, that fight is always very strong. You know when they say two elephants fight? So uh, I don't really think it's um, a medium class or a poor people thing. I think it's everybody's thing. Thank you very much for your contribution. You were quite amazing with that. Uh, I see that you're so big on friendship, and so you won't let anything break that, and I so appreciate that. 
Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. All right, fam. Um, we're coming to the end of the segment. Okay. We have five minutes to go. If you have any questions, please ask. You have to request the mic. At least introduce yourself and tell us how best we can go on to have a peaceful election. And also, tell us the reason why you would never want your friendship or relationship with people to break because of the elections. Because if you appreciate friendship and relationships, and if you have a reason why you wouldn't have problem with someone else, if you have a benefit, okay, you can gain from them if you're peaceful with them. That way, nobody can ever convince you to go do otherwise. As a matter of fact, if I try to convince you, you don't agree. Well, I tell you, let's share a bottle of wine. Okay, let's drink water. Are you thirsty? I give you cold water to drink. Maybe with that, maybe if I can do that one week straight, perhaps you can give me a chance to convince you that where I stand is different because I'm still going to be telling you about the good things and the benefits you're going to get by supporting me. Okay, I'm going to do that slowly just like uh, a man who's meeting a girl for the first time, okay? Being nice, being gentle, being good, taking her to places, being all patient with her, okay? Being all patient with her. She's, she's, uh, she's here and there. She's not taking his calls. She's not happy. He's patient. Now it's the same thing. As a man, you can apply the same, uh, the same uh, format with your fellow man, okay? He's taking things the other way. He's not understanding what exactly he's doing. You can take it to heart and say, well, you don't know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. So I'll try to convince you. I'll always tell you. I will share the benefit with you. Sometimes we can sit down with these people we're trying to convince and ask them what they really want out of life, okay? When you, when you talk to someone and ask them what they want out of life and they tell you, you can be intelligent enough to tell them that where you stand, there's more benefits there. Where you stand, that's, where, that's, that's rock where you stand is going to help them achieve what they want to achieve. This process of convincing a person is the most difficult thing ever. So I can understand why a lot of people are frustrated and angry, okay? But you're a person, and that person also is a person. And they share a different frustration because they believe that, they believe whatever they've heard, and it is on you to do your best to convince them because your mind is young, and so is your approach. And that's what's expected of you. Okay, um, Michael, uh, I'm going to open the floor to you right now. Uh, we just have two things, two contexts for you to attack, okay? And you have two minutes to do that, okay? Why should you preserve your friendship and not allow the election break it, okay? And uh, what is the best way to convince that one person uh, to tilt towards your camp without having to cause a fight, quarrel, or insult them? You have the floor, Michael. Thank you so much. Um, my name is Ayemide Otokiti, Michael. And I would really want to appreciate Alex for what he mentioned, saying relationship is actually the current. So just quickly to point, um, to give more perspective into how to convince people to maybe come to your own side and get your own perspective of things, right? Um, I've had conversations around my office space whereby I'm engaging people just to get idea of which candidates they're actually going for. And just within, this is even an official setting, right? You see people bust into arguments, start arguing, and it's just a whole lot of issues in the office. And how I feel you can convince people is um, you have to get your facts right. So it's not just because I see a lot of people planning to vote for a candidate blindly, maybe because that is where the majority lies. And if you ask me, 
we shouldn't as learned people as um people who are also aware we, we seek for change i think it's very important you don't just you don't just um follow blindly get the facts right what exactly do you want what do you classify as change then you can look for that in whoever you're voting for how credible is this person to address the issues that are major concerns to you so it's way beyond just um following the crowd and um saying okay this is what who this person is following what exactly are your values what what do you count as <clears throat> very important to you now look for those things in this person get your facts right by the time you present these things to whosoever now be on the other side of things, right? So it's let me just take this to the Bible, right? He has given us to choose life and death. But he made it clear that life is better. He has given us examples, he has shown us. So you have options to choose from, but we clear facts before you that this is the best option to go for. So it's basically about knowing your fact rights, addressing or um weighing your value system to see which of these candidates can actually address these issues based on my value system. And then you can easily convince people without even um, going into a fight with them. And the last thing is importance of sustaining this relationship because it's way beyond the election, right? Like Alex has said, it's way beyond what we do now. You should look at um, the future side of things. What exactly is going to, going to happen after the elections? We are what we have. Sometimes we say family is all we've got. So you should see ourselves as one family and then we we'll understand that it's way beyond the elections. It's way beyond um, what um, I would say what the leaders have to offer. We ourselves are responsible for the well-being of the person next to us. Just love your neighbor as yourself. That's just the um, summary of the whole thing. Thank you very much. Thank you, Michael. Uh, we have come to the end of this particular episode. Okay, of what would not fight. I kind of enjoy the conversations um, all through. Despite the fact that we did not all share our views, which we can carry out next time, uh, hopefully we can all have the chance to come up early and share our views. And we can also pray that the network right here uh, is not going to show us exactly what we're missing. Okay, Because we started by having network glitches and then we had to blame the, the moment for all of this. And I'm sure that people who have tried to log in and had network issues we now have to ask questions and find out which candidate has promised to ensure that we have a very good network. Maybe we are going to vote that candidate. Okay. With that being said, thank you very much for being here. Uh, next time, we're going to have it much more amazing. And let's do so well to convince people to do it right and preserve friendship because that's the most important thing, friendship and family. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you.